All right, y'all, it's day two. We here. We in it. I'm going to just jump right in. Again, I'm Erin. I'm going to be doing a daily podcast for our 21-day fast for January 2018. I'm going to be with y'all every single day. So on Sunday, David started us off learning about the Hear and Obey tool. It's a tool that is going to help us discern the voice of God. David told us on Sunday that hearing the voice of God is the birthright of every believer. Hearing the voice of God is the birthright of every believer. And as I was thinking about what to uh, talk to you guys about today, I figured let's actually go through the who, what, where, when, why, and how of hear and obey. And I'm not trying to steal anybody's thunder. Um, as far, because Shekinah and Chris are going to be unpacking the rest of the, the tool in the next few weeks, next couple of weeks. But I got to have something to talk about. So here we go. Hear and obey. I'm going to, it's the who, what, where, when, why, and how. I'm going to go through one or two of these each day for the next few days. And then we'll see what happens after that. Hear and obey. The what. What is hearing and obeying? What is it? We're talking about the believer recognizing the voice of God and faithfully submitting to it. We're talking about the believer recognizing the voice of God and faithfully submitting to it. All right, so I'm going to break that down. Recognizing the voice of God. Like what? I mean, how does one do that? Why is that difficult? If it's the birthright of every believer, Shouldn't we just know? Shouldn't God just be speaking to us from, you know, on high all the time? Ha, yes. I do think that God is speaking to us all the time. The thing is, we're having trouble hearing God. I think that there's so much noise in our lives that drown out the voice of God that we often don't know what's up, what's down, what's left, what's right. We're just completely like muddled. There's so many voices penetrating our minds. There's so many voices speaking into our lives. There's so many voices. There's so many distractions that when God is God is trying to speak to us in that still small voice that He has, and um, we be off, you know doing other things. So what are some of like the distractions? What are some of the, what are some of the things that cause background noise? Uh, actually noise that can come right into the foreground. I think it could be like the obvious things like politics, the political climate. There's always going to be some talking heads on television saying, uh, talking about the state of the world, saying how horrible it is or how wonderful it is. There can be um, a lot of noise from like just the general media, the things that we're taking in, whether that's television, music, like whether that's especially the type of media we're taking in. If we're not being super careful about um, putting things in our body that are going to edify our spirits and build up our spirits, it's easy for the voice of God to get drowned out amid the shouts and yells of reality television and the bleeping noises of reality. 
television. But I also think that just plain old life can be noise. We get into our rhythms, we get into our routines, and we're operating on autopilot. And I, I think that kind of gives us tunnel vision. And we think, oh yeah, this is our goal. And we put our head down and we get to work. And that keeps us from being focused, that keeps us from being aware enough, that keeps us from being sensitive enough to the Holy Spirit, sensitive enough to the voice of God to really understand it, to really hear it. So there's a lot of different reasons why we all have trouble recognizing the voice of God. And I think an important thing about this fast is that, especially when it comes to the rhythms and the routines, this fast is really breaking them up. Like if you're giving up social media or if you're doing a Daniel fast, the way you spend your time outside of work or even during work is going to completely change. Your rhythms are just going to be really different. Instead of getting off of work, come home, cooking something quick, plop it down on the sofa, scrolling or watching a television program, you've got to find something else to do with the six hours you have left before you go to bed at night. That's a huge amount of time. So this fast is really breaking up those as well as taking away uh, some of those external noises that serve to distract us. It also breaks up those routines that we just find ourselves getting stuck in. And I know, uh, I know I've asked myself when, as far as it concerns recognizing the voice of God, if I think I've heard God, heard God's voice, especially during a time of fasting, like how do I know, or just in general, how do I know it's God and not just me? How do I know it's God and not my own thoughts, my own desires that I'm saying God is telling me or that I, like it's just complete fabrication. And that's why we gave you that Kairos tracker. It's the beginning. It's like the, it's the first step of a tool that we're going to go through over the next few weeks. And the Kairos tracker, we really want you to be um, taking note of those speed bumps, those God moments that are happening throughout the week. You may not get one every single day, but when you do get one this week, mark it down. And um, as we go further throughout the tool, understanding and unpacking the tool, you'll understand how to discern whether those moments are God moments or they're, I don't want I'm not going to say they're coincidences, but you'll just be able to discern better as you, as we go along the tool. So, I mean, a couple of things that uh, we've listed were some Kairos moments where if you are reading a particular scripture and something in it, a word or a phrase hits you like a two by four, that's a duck phrase. It's a really strong image. Something in the Bible is you're reading it and it hits you like a two by four. That's a Kairos moment. You write that down. You've had you have you've had a baby and you're overwhelmed with joy. Someone close to you dies. Um, you're celebrating an anniversary and it fills you with either um, great sadness or great thankfulness. Or it could be that you're reading the Bible and it's not doing anything for you. That's also a God moment. Don't sleep on those. Don't sleep on those moments where you feel like God is silent or God is absent. I think, and it's in those moments that. We can really learn a lot about God and who he is in our lives and how he operates. 
um, and how he's really shaping us and forming us, especially in those hard moments where it's just like, is this even real? Does prayer even work? Those moments are real. They happen to people. So I think don't don't let those moments just slip just slip by. Jot those down, write those down, and see if that's not God speaking to you. See if that's not God trying to get your attention in those moments. So yes, that's the Kairos tracker. So here and obey the what is. This is about believers recognizing the voice of God and faithfully submitting to it. So we just talked about recognizing the voice of God. We talked about it very, very briefly. But the second part, like that's the key. Faithfully submitting to it. I'm going to read Matthew chapter 7 verses 24 through 27. It says, everyone then who hears these words of mine, this is Jesus talking, everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell. And the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat against that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. So again, this tool is called Hear and Obey. It's not just called Hear. It's not just about hearing the voice of God. It's about hearing God's voice and obeying. And you can't have obedience without submission. You cannot have obedience. And I even go a step further in saying, can you, or asking, can you have obedience without faithful submission without submission over a period of time is that which of those is obedience just one time saying yeah submit or is it over a period of time faithfully submitting to what God's told you to do I think the Bible says I mean I don't think I know the Bible talks over and over about us not just being hearers of God's word but being doers of it not just hearing it, not just hearing what God says, not just receiving the word, but acting on it in faithful obedience and faithful submission. And listen, y'all, it's not just the acting. We can't just hear God's word and just do part of it and be like, oh, yeah, that's I mean, I'm acting. I'm not just going. I'm not just being passive. We have to do what God says. It's I think just acting on it is that's, I mean, the, the guy that, that built the house on the sand, he heard the word of God, but he, and he still built his house. And it was a great house. It was a wonderful house. But then when the storm came, when the waves hit up against it, it was destroyed. And it was a abysmal fall. It says, the winds blew, the floods came and the winds blew and beat against the house and it fell and great was the fall of it. So, oh, oh boy, acted. But he didn't do what God said to do. So I think that that's also really important. Don't just say, all right, yeah, I'm going to just act and not act on it completely. We have to hear God's word and act on it completely. Do what God said. Do the fullness of what God said to do. That's faithful submission. You can't have obedience without submission. And submission is kind of like a four-letter word for real. Because nobody really, really wants to like, submit to anybody 
I mean, I think I can say that for most Christians that I know, nobody would say that I have, I don't want to submit to God. I think everybody would say, yeah, I submit to God, but here's where it gets tricky because if we say we submit to God, like we also got to submit to God's word, right? But God's word also has some stuff about submitting to those that are in authority over you. It also says stuff about submitting to governing bodies. It also says stuff about submitting to spouses. Um, and that's where we're like, mm, I'm going to just submit to God. But you can't really submit to God if you're not submitting to the things that he says submit to. Right? So that's why submission is hard. Like, it's hard for me. I can be... I. I'm a pretty direct person. Uh, not only am I direct, I think I'm pretty directive. And I like things to go the way that I want them to go. It is a struggle for me to see things, for, for me to have a strong opinion about something and have things not go the way that I think that they should go. And it's convicting for me when I'm thinking about submission, like, if there's a word, if God speaks a word over me, if I hear God's voice, if God is speaking to me clearly and the obedience part is me laying down my will and championing somebody else's will, what somebody else is doing, I'm, I ain't going to lie. I'm going to struggle with that. I'm going to struggle with that. And I think that's something we can all ask ourselves. Who are we submitted to? Who are we submitted to? Who are you submitted to in your life, in my life? Who am I submitted to? Is there a person, is there a group of people that you are submitted to that when your will comes up against theirs, you say, all right, cool. That's not what I want, but I'm going to do, I'm going to go along with what you say. Is there a person in your life like that? Another question I want to ask, going back to recognizing the voice of God, what's the noisiest thing in your life? What's the thing that keeps you most distracted? What's the thing that keeps you from hearing God's voice? What's the thing that keeps you from recognizing God's voice? So those are a couple of things I'd like us to think about. Again, so if y'all want to respond to anything that I say on this podcast, email me, Aaron at EastEndFellowship.org. I want to hear from you guys. And um, I'm praying for you. Be praying for me. This is a who, what, where, when, why, and how of hearing and obeying. And the what is recognizing the voice of God and faithfully submitting to it. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you that your word brings life. It illuminates truth. It illuminates the paths for our, for our journey, the path that our feet are walking on, Lord. Um, And Lord, I pray that we would faithfully submit to you, God, faithfully submit to your word, faithfully submit to your leading. Lord, I pray that we would lead yielded lives to the Holy Spirit, God. I pray that we would lead yielded lives so that we can walk in Holy Spirit power every single day. Lord, I thank you for your grace. I thank you for your love. I thank you for this church. I thank you for this community. God, um, we bless your holy name. It's in Christ's name that we pray. Amen.